coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. This is our final bout of August. All Out Galactic War! It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including some announcements coming out of Gamescom. And then on Thursday, we are talking about The Legend of Zelda Tri-Force Heroes for the Nintendo 3DS with our good buddy Matt Acevedo. But in the meantime, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. Ooh, Patrick, I am so excited for this uh, Legend of Zelda Tri-Force Heroes episode. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's a long time coming. It's something that I've been talking about wanting to do for years, I think. Uh, we had to reschedule it with Matt once. It's, it's, I'm, I'm very, very excited uh, for everyone to um, a- experience it sort of vicariously through us. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how you doing, Mark? You having a, a good, good weekend? Good uh, whatever the beginning of the week here is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going good. I have found that um, I should be shaving more often than I am. Mm. Um, And like, I, uh, it's not like I grow like an abundance of facial hair, but I just cannot be bothered. When I went into an an office, I would shave like my neck and I guess I would trim like my beard and facial hair at the beginning of the week. And then I would just let it go basically through Mm. the rest of the week and then start the process again before I went into the office on Monday. But now that I'm working primarily from home, it hasn't even the upkeep hasn't even been that routine. It's kind of a mess. Right. And so like uh I, I like having the routine where it was like odd is like Sunday night, let me shave was really good for me and without those guardrails, it's just all over the place. See, for for me that's not frequent enough. I I need it like probably 3 times a, a week, but I also like I I tend to keep my like beard and neck area like pretty tight like I've got the the sort of stubble look and mm, then the mustache mm-hmm. and the mustache can go for like weeks without really attending <laughs> to it right um, but the rest of it you really need to like you need to like be up on and Mark you know don't tell yourself yourself short you don't grow an abundance of facial hair but like you've got facial hair like <laughs> thank it's, you it's oh in thank there. you Patrick. it is thick it is full it is <laughs> I'm not gonna say luscious because that feels like I'm objectifying you but it's 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 a good beard Mark Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. You know, I feel like uh, part of the reason we continue to do this show is just because we pay each other compliments. We do. And it really, uh, it's a good self-esteem booster. Speaking of great self-esteem boosters, I know you said good, but I upgraded it to great. My copy of Sonic Forces, would you like to borrow it? You can certainly try. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And give us a mailing address so we can send you my copy of this game or where you, someone will be there to receive my copy of this game. They can play it. You can play it for as long as you want. Send it back. I pay for postage both ways. It costs you nothing. Um, at this point, I forget why we even do this, but we do it. Um, there may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there, which is just something that happens. You got to deal with it. It's Sometimes it's Sonic, sometimes it's Goose, and all the time, it's a perfect borrowing program. That's right. Even when we don't understand why we're doing it, it's yeah, still worth right. doing um, just to support the program. 
The other thing you can do is leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it so much. It helps people find the show. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I guess that's the most important part. We just don't, I mean, here's the truth of it. We don't 100% understand. Just like we don't understand why we do the Sonic Forces Borrowing Program. We that's do right. not 100% understand how the algorithms work. But w- what we believe to be true is that leaving us a five-star review or favoriting us or whatever you can do on your podcatcher helps people find the show. It helps improve our placement in the algorithm. Um, and we yeah, love and talking one, about Nintendo. Mm-hmm. When, and, and one thing we know for sure is that if you give us one of those reviews or faves or shout-outs or whatever, we will... Ooh, shout-out. Was, I was supposed to save that for the second part of the sentence. We will give you a shout-out on this show. All you got to do is uh, email us or tweet at us or whatever. Um, if it's not on the Apple Podcast Store, which we we check that, um, but everywhere else we kind of have to go hunting for them. Um, we appreciate it, no matter where you can leave those reviews, helps us out a bunch, and we will definitely say uh, a thank you to you on on the show. Um, the next thing, of course, is that October is Game and Watch Month. Uh, we are coming up quickly on a whole month dedicated to the Game and Watch, the hardware, the software. Um, and Mark and I know a little something about Game and Watch. Um, but we are kind of going into it blindish. Um, so if anyone has any suggestions for how we should approach it or any uh, thoughts about the games or the hardware or anything like that that uh, you would like us to talk about specifically, let us know. Hit us up uh, on all the usual channels. Um, uh, you know, we'll figure something out uh, uh, no, no matter what. But uh, this is your opportunity to sort of drive the car with us. Um, so uh, get, get on board with that. Um, all right, Mark. Let's get into what we've been playing this week. As we mentioned before, we both spent a large part of this weekend playing The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. I believe we will just wait until Thursday to talk about that. Um, uh, 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 Or do do you have like a quick preview, Mark? You want to tease it for us? I mean, I I, I don't want to give too much away, but I will say that uh, it's been a long time since I've just spent like an afternoon hanging out with friends playing video games. And that was, that was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it's that, that experience overall was a delight uh, and it's super fun to spend time with Matt. So um, what the game was like, you'll have to wait until Thursday to find out. Um, I have also been playing the legend of Zelda, the twilight princess um, because I'm going on the, uh, you know, the super NPC radios um, Zelda show about, um uh twilight princess uh we're recording this week i think it comes out on their patreon in um the weeks to come and then they're all going to be released at the end of the year um mark you and i did uh the episode about oracle of ages ages thank you (laughs) um and that was super fun but i actually like played my way through as much of that game as as i could right i think we both got like maybe 70 percent of the way through the through the game um twilight princess uh is such a long game and i've played it so many times that i i've not really i have not given myself a a full playthrough here nor do i really think that's the kind of game that i really want to shotgun you know it feels especially uh, upon like playing it now and just sort of at like the leisurely pace that i am um it feels very much like a uh dragon quest game where i kind of want to just like check in on it every night right like that it feels like an an ongoing fairy tale that i can uh engage with for like 
20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes before like going to bed or whatever. And it's just so comforting, well being as strange as, as it is. Um, I just, that, that, that game is so cool. And like, I, I, now that I'm like, you know, five or six hours into it, I wish I could just like commit to playing it all the way through. But also, Mark, am I insane? Am I Zeldaing myself out? Like, I'm playing Twilight Princess. I got to get back to Skyward Sword. I, we play, spent all weekend playing Triforce Heroes. I know. I was just thinking that, like, um, plus us playing Oracle of Ages just a few right. weeks ago, it has been a very Zelda-heavy summer. I'm not complaining. It's been kind of fun to just, like, full, like really immerse myself in all different forms of Zelda. It's just a good reminder of um, how varied that franchise can be. Yeah, and how, like, even a bad Zelda game is still, like, one of the best video games, right? Like, <laughs> it's still right. very fun to play Oracle of, of uh, Ages, even if we didn't like it that much. Yeah, it's only when you're comparing Zelda games amongst themselves that it pales in comparison. Yeah, that's right. Um, Mark, did you get a chance to play anything else? I, I played a little Picross, but that's, that's really it. Yeah, no, uh, Triforce Heroes was really my gaming jam this week. Um, all right, well, then let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week today august 31st nis classics volume one uh phantom brave the hermuda triangle remastered and soul normad and the world eaters is released for switch these are i believe ps playstation 2 games that are coming to switch for the first time I actually think phantom brave the hermuda triangle remastered um, or the Bermuda Triangle is there was like a version of this game that was released on Wii, and then but I think this one is like a remastered version of mm. the compilation that was put on. I guess it's not a compilation. The version that was put on the PSP, which you know has like elements from all the different remakes and games that came before. Um, and then the other game released today is Kiwi. That that's from the Indie World Showcase where um, it's the two little, like, kiwi birds that work in a post office. And so you have to, like, hop around and type things out. Um, uh, it's kind of like a puzzle game. Not even really, like, a oh, platformer yeah. necessarily. It just looks really cute. And so that is released today. And other than that, not much else coming this week. Um, I don't know if there's anything in particular you want to shout out, Patrick, or we can just read off a couple of titles randomly uh, well, well i i did want to shout out uh just briefly the uh big rumble boxing creed champions which is um i believe that's like has the dna of the old ready to rumble games oh okay um, but it has uh the creed specifics in it and i know i played the um the playstation vr version of this uh many years ago at um at e3 like before it came out um and it's like stylized in that same like ready to rumble way um, but with the sort of, you know, modern Rocky movie trap, uh, trappings on it. Um, so that's an interesting experience, probably not the ideal platform to play it on, um, but still kind of a neat thing. Mark, I, I feel like all the other games are just getting out of the way of WarioWare next week. Yes, I can't believe it's next week. Ooh. It's, so, it's so amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> but if you are interested in Big Rumble Boxing, that comes out on Friday, this yeah. Friday, September 3rd. Uh. Same day as uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh my Look, gosh, that's right. I'm excited about the beginning of September here. We get a, we get a new like Marvel movie, like new 
IP basically, right? Like a character no what we don't like really mm-hmm. know or know anything about. Uh, and then the next week we get a, a new WarioWare game. Like, come on, I it's like cra- crafted for me specifically. I'm yeah, so I, happy. I can't remember the last time that I was like this excited about the beginning of September. Yeah, I'm probably never. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, so those are the new releases, and let's close this out. Now it is time for a regular segment on our show. It is time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance, 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Um, Mark, you've given us a prompt today. Uh, why don't you read it off for us? Yeah, I, I, I want to talk about regionalisms. Like, uh, did you say book bag or backpack? Do you say soda or pop or Coke or any other um, regionalisms that, uh, you know, I, I want to celebrate our differences, Patrick. Oh, okay. <laughs> and not start an argument about them. So, because... Uh, I, I went to school, I grew up in and then went to school in um, Wisconsin, but I went uh, to school further, further north in Wisconsin, uh, like north of Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, is a small liberal arts school that had pull from kind of like all around the country and even like international, had a, a pretty solid international program. So there were people from like everywhere um, going to school there. And this was a very common, and Mark, I'm not knocking the topic. I just want you to know where I stand on it. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is such a common com- uh, point of conversation between new students and, and, and freshmen at, at the school that, um, and since I worked in residence life every year, was an RA every year, um, I was uh, witness to those conversations every year <laughs> that the new students would have them. And look, like Wisconsin's got some weird ways to express stuff. There's a small pocket of people in Wisconsin who refer to drinking fountains as bubblers. No one else does that. Is it a brand name? I don't know. Um, so, and just like weird pronunciations like uh, uh, milk instead of milk, uh, which comes up a lot in Wisconsin. Um, you know, uh, uh, all of those kinds of things, I feel like I've become uh, like an immune, like I have a, uh, uh, a bubble, an immunity to the, the, the conversation. I'm like, well, we all say it differently. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm curious. Um, that's really funny because I'm curious if you made a point that you went to school um, like far north in Wisconsin. Does that yeah. mean that even within Wisconsin, there are like differences where like... Oh, hugely, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, because uh, where I grew up, uh, I was closer to Chicago than I was to Milwaukee, just like uh, by distance. Uh-huh. Um, and connected by a, a commuter train line. So, like, in a lot of ways, um, I was in the sort of, like, extended greater Chicagoland area, um, and therefore very different from, like, Green Bay, right? Um, so, yeah, and then Milwaukee is also its own beast. So, yeah, there, there's, like, this whole tapestry of, like, you know, kind of turning from, like, the middle of the country to, uh, like, that sort of Northwoods, Fargo, Minnesota oh, kind of accent. Uh-huh, uh-huh, interesting. Uh, but to answer your specific question about book bag versus backpack, I don't know. I think I usually say backpack, but it's one where I don't have a, a hard allegiance. Do you? I think growing up, we were book bag people, but, mm. um, you know, just got assimilated into the world of backpacks. Yeah, it got beaten out of you. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
Uh, and then on soda or pop, I'm I'm a, I'm a soda man. Uh, occasionally soda pop. Uh, saying pop by itself feels weird to me. Um, but I I don't know. I I don't think I've ever called anyone out for it. What do you say? Uh, yeah. Again, also soda, but it was soda all the way. Um, there was never a hmm. time where I was dabbling in pop. See, for for me, uh, adding adding pop uh, is like a, makes it folksy or like old timey, right? Like totally. Like uh, I feel like that's where you get to like pop's chocolate shop, you know. <laughs> um, if if I can be so bold as to channel Archie for um uh, 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 an uh, installment of four thirty three. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that is totally true. Well, and I do think some of it is like um, it's not just region based, but it is just like what era you grew up in. Like uh, my mm-hmm. dad, uh, not so much anymore, but growing up, he would call the refrigerator the ice box because that's just you know what like his family referred to it as mm-hmm. when he was growing up. Um, my grandmother referred to the couch as the Davenport. Ooh, that's have, so have you ever heard fancy. that one? I feel like I've heard that one, you know, in like some like screw, screwball comedy from the 40s. I could just imagine, you know. Uh, I, I think what it was is there was a, a city in Iowa, Davenport, Iowa, that made couches. And so that they got like that nickname. That's amazing. I wish I wish things like that uh, still happened. I mean, I think they do. I think they're just like, it's all like internet based now. Like what, <laughs> what version of Twitter you're on. Um, Mark, that was the applause. We were accompanied today by Malwerker, which is some sort of like German performance group. I've never seen this performance of 433 before. They tape microphones to their chests and then just sit there for four and a half minutes. Love it. It's wild. <laughs> um, all right, Mark, let's get into the news. So last week was Gamescom, which is Europe's largest gaming trade show, and there was a bunch of news from it, including, as promised, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga made an appearance. Um, Yes. We were uh, joking that the appearance was going to be them coming on stage and just saying that the game had been canceled. That uh, (laughs) turned out not to be the case. However, for those of us who were hoping for a holiday 2021 release, slightly disappointed because they did confirm that the game will be releasing in spring 2022, which they also showed a new trailer, which looked amazing. But yeah. this game has been in the works for a really long time. And the longer we wait, the like uh, more I anticipate it because I'm just kind of, a part of me is almost like, wow, like uh, the scope of this or the um, uh, ambition must be so big that it keeps getting pushed back. Yeah, well, and, like, the ambition, even as they, like, stated it, right, like, from the get-go was, like, that you can approach the nine movies in any order you want um, and, you know, experience, like, the stories of those movies, uh, you know, with, within, um, you know, within those, like, individual nine plot lines. Um, but there's footage in the trailer that clearly looks like someone is just accessing a star map and just, like, choosing any planet they want to go to and yeah they're all planets from the movies um but like that still means like can i check out what's going on on camino during the events of the last jedi like that's so that's so rad like that would be really cool i'm I'm, i just uh, yeah what this game is and like where it's actually gonna land um is uh, a, a total mystery to me and i'm i'm so excited mark do you think that they hit spring 2022 oh man and 
I mean, because they're right. I mean, it's it's not it's not a date. It's a window, yeah. and it's like yeah. a big window. They're not saying February. They're saying spring. Yeah, I I am hopeful, but yeah. uh, you know, I uh, <laughs> I feel like they've given themselves enough wiggle room. It would not surprise yeah. me if it gets delayed again at this point. Um, which I'm okay with. I can wait. Yep. Uh, I just uh, am really eager to have it in my grubby little hands. Yeah, so grubby. What is the latest that you think counts as spring for video game releases? Like May? Ooh, yeah, they really like to sneak it in under the wire. Early June, maybe. Ooh, I feel like June, just as far as like uh, release calendars go, is already summer. <laughs> they love to get in there on a technicality, though. Yeah, that's true. Okay, June 19th is when... <laughs> 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 is when Skywalker Saga comes out. Also at Gamescom, we learned that throwback beat-em-up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is also delayed until 2022 after it was planned for this year. Um, but they also revealed that April, April O'Neil, reporter extraordinaire in front of the Turtles, will be playable in the game. This is so rad. Um, you know, the... Ninja Turtle games are sort of notorious for just having the four turtles be the playable characters. Um, they're obviously outliers uh, here and there. Like I believe the Battle uh, Nexus games allowed you to play as a couple more, and obviously the fighting games um, let you uh, control other characters. But even in those scenarios, uh, April is like left off the roster um, for you know whatever reason. I guess for the reason of like she's not a fighter. Um, but it's also like who cares? It's a video right. game, right? Um, <laughs> And, uh, like, her, her moveset seems great. Uh, they showed off a couple of, um, like, co-op moves that, like, you know, where either she would uh, spin a turtle around and throw them or they would throw her, um, which uh, I don't remember clocking that the other turtles had those, uh, like, co-op moves with each other. I'm assuming that they do. Um, but, yeah, th this is great. Uh, and I, if, if this is it, if, if she's the fifth character and that's all there is, that, that's amazing. Um, but I'm hoping this is the tip of the iceberg and that we will see other playable characters. Let me play, uh, you know, Splinter. Let me play Usagi Yojimbo. Let me play as, like, Slash. Like, you know, there, there are so many uh, hero characters. Casey Jones! Where's Casey Jones? Let me play as Casey Jones. Um, there are so many characters that would be really fun to play in, like, a beat-em-up context. Uh, and I hope, I hope that we're just seeing the tip of the spear here. Well, and I think that's totally possible because unlike uh, LEGO Star Wars... It's just a straight 2022, like no yeah. time of year. So it is possible that this one's a little further out and we can expect more of this like promotional drumbeat before yeah, it gets released. Totally. Uh, I, I mean, this is also a game that is like the ambition of it is specced way down from Skywalker Saga, right? Uh, sure, like, sure, for sure. <laughs> Skywalker Saga is spanning nine movies and like a dozen planets. And this is all going to take place in New York and, you know, <laughs> be an homage to a cartoon from 30 years ago. Um, so, well, April is having some a little bit of a renaissance right now because it was also revealed that she's going to be playable in the Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl game. Uh, which is that uh, sort of Smash Brothers-esque um, game featuring all um, Nintendo characters. Yeah, I believe this week they, they announced that Cat Dog and um, April were going to be characters added to that thing. Um, Mark, are you... D does this game, like, catch your attention at all? We're both big, like... We both like Smash. We both grew up on Nickelodeon. Um, does that game do anything for you? I am I'm always skeptical of these, uh, like, Smash-like brawlers. I feel like there is yet to be one that has really like fulfilled the promise of, you know, being Smash Brothers, but for Nickelodeon. That being said, 
I think it's a great idea. And I think putting all these characters in like a fighting game is mm-hmm. has the potential to be a ton of fun if it can be executed well. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, the the one, I guess there are the, the two things that sort of give me pause. One is like, is this going to just be like another Nickelodeon cart racers, right? Where like right. it gets the job done, but like who really cares? Um, or um, like the, 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 the thing that makes Smash so successful is that all of the characters are drawing on movesets that you know about already mm. from the games that they come from. You know, even something like uh, Duck Hunt, right? Um, you're playing the game Duck Hunt. You're not really controlling the dog. You're controlling the dog and the gun and the bird, like all these things together. I guess the bird is a duck. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, that you can like wrap your head around what all the characters are capable of, and it makes sense when you start doing their moves. Um, and it's just like, how how does cat Mark? How does cat dog control? What can cat dog do? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point, and it's one of the things that uh, I, I yeah, I think definitely trips up these types of games because it is more than just putting beloved characters together yeah. in a fighting game. Um, there's so much like craft in Super Smash Brothers, and it's a, such a celebration of video games in general that I, I think there are tons of franchises that you could do that for, um, but it takes, like, time and dedication and money and, like, somebody who is really going to champion it. And I think that's hard to come by, right? That's, like, yeah, trying, to totally. have, trying to catch lightning in a bottle. I, I don't know that it's possible. I mean, also, just stop to consider that, like, the original Super Smash Brothers had a pretty small roster, mm-hmm. and like I know, I know the game has its fans, but like no one's gonna tell you the original Smash Brothers was the best one. Like, you know, it it it, it was a, it was an experiment, and then they like riffed on it, and like they got the the game got better, right? Yeah. Um. So like maybe the first Nickelodeon All Star Brawl is uh, gonna be okay, and maybe the second one could be great. But I I think. Uh, I'll I'll sit out until either that second one or until there's proof that this one is great. Well, I will say that there's still a um, you know, a character yet to be revealed for Super Smash Brothers. So maybe it'll be the Angry Angry Beavers from Nicktoons. Sure, are they Angry Angry or just Angry Beavers? I'm I'm fairly <laughs> confident angry, angry? that they are Angry Angry Beavers. All right, I'm going to look it up while you read the next <laughs> <one better. laughs> Of all the things that we like <laughs> There are often on this show that we refuse to look things up, yes. but we will not let uh, Angry Angry Beavers go unchecked. And that's why people tune into this show. That's right. Uh, uh, 2K, at Gamescom, 2K Games also announced Marvel Midnight Suns will be coming to Switch along with PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. This is a tactical RPG set in the darker side of the... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading this from the press release. Um, these are not my own words. It's, quote, tactical RPG set in the darker side of the Marvel Universe putting you face-to-face against demonic forces of the underworld as you team up with and live among the Midnight Suns, Earth's last line of defense. Um, Mark, I have to report that it is just the Angry Beavers. Oh, that is sing- single so angry. upsetting to me um, for two reasons. One, I was wrong, and two, you were right. <laughs> Both really good reasons to be upset. Um, Midnight Suns, Marvel Midnight Suns. This seems rad. Uh, I'm uh, Mark. Are, are you excited about this? I think it is. Uh, so I've never. Th- it comes from developer Fireaxis, who um, developed the XCOM games, and those are really highly regarded. So I think it is cool that there's a developer of this pedigree playing in the Marvel universe, and not j- and like yeah. this weird like corner of the Marvel universe. 
Um, I think it has the potential to be very cool. Yeah, it's I, weirdly I've only played XCOM like games. Um, you know, like uh, Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle and uh, Codename Steam, both of which are very uh, XCOM-like. And I've enjoyed both those games, uh, but I've never actually played XCOM. And I think I'll continue that tradition by uh, picking up uh, th- this game. Um, the, uh, the character roster seems really cool, Mark. I don't know how much, of, like, how much you've looked into it, but um, what, like, the main playable character is like a customizable character that they're calling the Hunter. It's a new hero for... like. A, a new like Marvel hero that you uh, customize like gender and powers and stuff like that. Um, so sort of filling in that sort of, uh, um, you know, the Byleth role from mm-hmm. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, and then it, it really is digging into the more like horror or like uh, dark magic side of the Marvel universe. Um, magic, the X-Men is, uh, is, is one of the playable characters. Um, Ghost Rider, the the Robbie Reyes version. And Robbie Reyes is the best. I love him so much. Um, and like Wolverine, Doctor Strange, um, and the uh, comics that these come from are like messed up demon hunting, uh, like comics where like all the like it's just it's such a uh, it's such a specific corner corner of the Marvel universe and one that the MCU has not really delved into to date. Um, so like. Yeah, I'm 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 excited to see all those like kind of far out there characters, um, and you know a good mix of like X Men thrown in there. Um, I I'm 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 very excited for this game. Do we? I I didn't write it down. Do we have a date for this one? I don't. I don't think so. I think maybe just or no, maybe it it is a a uh, like early 2022. Yeah, just between this and uh, the Square Enix Guardians of the Galaxy game that's coming out not that right. long from now. Um. I don't know. There's a couple of Marvel games I'm excited about, which I that has never happened before. I was gonna say I can't remember the last time that happened, but I guarantee it is it's never happened. Uh, okay, I'm I'm looking it up. Marvel's Midnight Suns coming out. Uh, oh, I started talking too early because I don't have the information. Do you know what? That's okay. We already did one fact check. This show, March. Okay, March 2022. Great. Uh, okay, so sort of contrary to what we were talking about the other week, where um, Suda51, cr- creator or director of No More the No More Heroes franchise, was talking about, oh, like potentially there could be another one in like ten years. Uh, he released a statement right around the release of No More Heroes three, pretty much implying that this is the final entry in the series. Um, it, th- We'll go ahead and read his full statement because it's kind of nice and also weird, which is fitting for him. Patrick, do you, do you want to read it? Oh, sure. Uh, he says, I hope everyone is getting by okay in the summer heat. There's a brand new exhilarating action game in which the entire galaxy is thrown into a state of war that will hopefully help to blow away everything this sweltering heat and humidity, and it's being released on August 27th. The game is called No More Heroes 3 Final Bout All Out Galactic War, or it was going to be called that, but the subtitle was just too long, so we ended up taking a hint from the Rocky series and simply going with No More Heroes 3 instead. Mark, I'm going to pop out of the statement here for a second. Just it, He's referring to the Rocky series again. That was part yeah. of his earlier statement. Oh, about, you're right. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Isn't that weird? Man, he must be watching them or something. They're on his mind. Um, he goes on to say, uh, as hinted at with the final thing, 
Travis Touchdown will finally be coming to an end of his final battle and will be embarking on a much-deserved long journey. Uh, join him as he goes absolutely buck wild in the Garden of No. Cosmos of Madness. Now carrying uh, carrying it with a thousand thoughts, I run along the Thunder Road once more. As the journey ends, the crimson bike falls into a deep sleep. Goodbye, Travis. Goodbye, No More Heroes. Goodbye, fleeting moments and days. Yeah, not entirely sure what to make of that, but it seems sweet and a little bit melancholy. It, it's a it's like aggressive poetic right like it, it, it starts to like uh twist and turn all over itself by the end um and i don't know i, I feel like if, if we can't appreciate that from suda like what can we appreciate from him yeah i mean i feel like that's kind of suda 51's like games right that's yeah. his body of work where they're a little bit crunchy a little bit weird they're ne- never gonna be the most polished thing but um he seems to You're gonna feel something everything he does yeah, yeah. Last week, without fanfare, the Pokemon TV app was released for Switch in North America and Europe. So Pokemon TV has hundreds of episodes of the anime on a rotating basis, including often having full seasons that you can watch. They promise animated specials, trading card tournaments. I think Pokemon TV is already available like on mobile and stuff like that, but they just kind of stealth dropped this onto the Switch itself. Which is pretty cool. I mean, we got this. We have Hulu. I feel like there's like one or two other like streaming apps. Um, but it's not really something that's picked up a lot of steam. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's just because like people have phones, right? Yeah. And like yeah. the the phones just do that better. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it it's I I had not heard of this Pokemon TV thing. Um, but that makes all the sense in the world that they would take, you know, the most successful. Uh, mon- most money makingest uh, IP brand in the world uh, and dedicated uh, an app to showing it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, and remember the Cruisin' series of arcade games? Oh, yeah. So, series creator Eugene Jarvis was recently interviewed by Nintendo Everything, where he spoke about the future of the series and a potential collection of the classic games on Switch. So, I think like what's bringing this about is that um, Cruisin' Blast is releasing on September 14th on Switch, which is the latest entry in the Cruisin' series. And here's what he told Nintendo Everything. Quote, There's an old saying that in this forever disposable world, a game coder is only as good as your last line of code, or in in the case of an artist, your last pixel. So who knows what might happen? One idea would be to do a Switch retrocade type thing and bring back the classic Cruisin' Arcade trilogy at full HD arcade resolution and 60... Uh, hertz frame rates on the switch 30 plus tracks all three theme songs exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark it's a lot of exclamation marks <laughs> cruising cruising the world yeah yeah cruising exotica can you dig it i can't wait so presumably he was singing for that last part right so oh editori- yes who editorialized those like six exclamation points in there then <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling like it must have been conducted through email Sure, but then why would he... So he's singing in the email? What's happening? <laughs> he seems like a man with a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah, that's true. Um, the, the man, I, I remember the, those cruising games having like such a footprint in oh, um, totally. like arcades. Yeah. Um, and like, I, it, it would be kind of a weird bummer to spend like 40 bucks on a collection, um, but it would definitely be fun to revisit um, that like main trilogy of uh, Cruising USA, Cruising World, and Cruising Exotica. 
uh, again. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I would probably be like be sucker enough to put down forty bucks or whatever for it, just because uh, I think it would be fun to own them, even if I doubt I would play very much. That was terrible at those games. Yeah, they're not. I mean, yeah, they're not easy. Um, you, I wonder. I mean, I know I played home versions of them. Um, but they were fun in the arcade because like you were sitting at a thing and you had yeah, like the stick totally. shift and mm-hmm. you know wheel and pedals and stuff. Um, and like I'm not gonna fill my house with you know that <laughs> with that stuff. Yeah, we have a lot of crap in our house, but we draw the line. <laughs> That's with that. right. Pac-Man 99 is getting a new Splatterhouse theme and putting all the rest of their themes on sale. So if you've been interested in getting any of the DLC for Pac-Man 99, now's a great time to look at it. Uh, individual themes are a buck fifty-nine, so you save like forty cents on that. That was a dollar ninety-nine, and then Mode Unlock is eleven ninety-nine versus the fourteen ninety-nine it regularly is, and then the Pac-Man Deluxe Pack is twenty-three ninety-nine versus twenty-nine ninety-nine normally. The prices are good through September 9th. Patrick, um, I keep forgetting that Pac-Man 99 is a thing. Me too. Even though I really enjoyed my time with it. And I love that they continue to put out these um, new themes for it, including the really like, I I would not necessarily think to do a Splatterhouse theme for Pac-Man 99, but the fact that it exists makes me happy. I mean, Namco's got to use the IP they got, right? Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, and that the Splatterhouse theme is free uh, where all the other themes are, are going on sale. Splatterhouse is just a, a, a straight-up freebie. Um, so I'll, I'll probably hop back in for that and see if I can even wrap my... Because the, the themes are like... They change everything. They change the way Pac-Man looks. They change the way the map looks, the ghosts. Everything changes. Uh, I'm going to see if I can even wrap my head around uh, a game of Pac-Man where Pac-Man doesn't look like Pac-Man. I feel like it's going to be so hard. Yeah, I feel like I it's been so long since I played it that I can't remember if I saw a video with it or if it was one of the free themes that came with the game. But I feel like I did like a Galaga one or something yeah. where you were like a spaceship. And it was disorienting, but kind of like cool. It felt like you were breaking yeah. the rules of what Pac-Man should be. Uh, I do like breaking rules. All right. I'm going to turn on Pac-Man 99. Pac-Man 99. <laughs> well, Patrick, I also hope that you know where your Game Boy Advance is because there's a brand new game coming to the platform, an indie game called Good Boy Galaxy. It's a 2D exploration-based platformer that's also going to be coming to PC and Switch. But if you backed the Kickstarter at 70 euros, uh, you could get it on a GBA cart, which I'm not going to lie, I am always, I always think this is fun. When uh, yeah. they do this, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's 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 nice for the uh, pl- uh the game developers to recognize, and obviously they know, but like to express um you know what platform they are inspired by, and be like, oh, I mean this is this is straight up a Game Boy Advance game, and a Game Boy Advance game is so specific because it's close to being a Super Nintendo mm-hmm. game, but it's just like a little bit different. Um, and Mark, I don't know if you checked out any of the uh like videos or footage from uh Good Boy Galaxy. Um, but like you play as a, a dog in like a mech suit uh, running around space um, and it, it looks like super cute and super fun and like definitely has the feel of like, uh, you know, either the uh, Metroid games or maybe like the Wario Land games on uh, GBA. Um, just like cute and fun and explory. Like, I don't know. It's, it, it seems like it's going to be a good one. I also think that just as far as like as an indie developer who's trying to crowdsource like getting your game to stand out 
this is a great way to do it because we would have not have talked about this game otherwise. Right. Well, and I, I don't think we would have talked about it uh, if they hadn't, because re- they, they've already reached the stretch goal oh, um, uh-huh. of, and it's something like, you know, $100,000 or something was the stretch goal for we're going to put it on GBA carts. Uh, and they have hit that. Uh, the I, I didn't check to see how, how much longer the Kickstarter is open. But, you know, if you want to throw like 95 bucks at it or something like that, then you can get the physical cart. Nintendo's mobile title, Dragalia Lost, is uh, just about to hit its third anniversary later this week, but it looks like support for the game is going to be winding down. Mm. Um, Director Yuji Okada basically says as much in an open letter that was released to the community, saying that the release schedule is going to change um, with less content released each month going forward, starting in November. And then in December, there's going to be no new Onslaught, defensive or coliseum events being added and that will be true for the remainder of the game's lifespan so the letter assures fans that they are still dedicated to supporting dragalia lost but the writing kind of feels like it's on the wall like you might get occasional new dragons and things like that added to the game but it um is definitely kind of winding down from the amount of content they were pumping out before is this Nintendo just like backing out of the room, like uh, hoping no one notices that they're dropping uh, Dr. Mario World and Dragalia Lost? Like they're just like slowly pulling their support from these things? Yeah, it, it's really, I mean, I don't think I, either of these games caught on, you know, in the way that a Fire Emblem Heroes or even right. a um, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp did. But I, it is interesting to me, to watch them retreat so quickly, I, mean, I guess maybe it's not quickly, but just like to retreat from mobile games as aggressively as they are, just because I, I don't know, it, it, um, maybe because they haven't had success there and they feel like, or a ton of success there and they feel like, okay, well, we, you know, we did this thing that people really wanted us to do. We tried it. It hasn't really worked out for us. So we're going to refocus our efforts on things that we feel more strongly about. But I just wonder what happens in, in a scenario where whatever comes after the Switch doesn't succeed. And then are they yeah. in, this, you know, in the position they were during the Wii U era where they're trying to ramp mobile efforts back up because you know um, pressure from investors or whatever would cause it? Yeah. Well, and I also wonder if like some of it is that they're just being a little bit more aggressive with uh, positioning the games that are making them money. Um, you know, we didn't mention uh, Mario Kart Tour, and like that is oh, that's one right. that that's is right. still like kind of going strong. Um, and we sh- should still have that Pikmin game coming out, right? There's like an a uh, an AR Pikmin game. Yeah, it's it's um by Niantic, and it's I don't know if it's so much a game as it is. It's like it seems like a walking companion like title that also yeah. has like gamification elements. But yeah, that that's that is right though that they have been announcing other partnerships and other things like that um so maybe they're still just trying to like find their footing in what works in mobile it just for a while we were getting a game like a quarter right every three months there'd be a new nintendo title and that obviously wasn't sustainable but it it has just been strange to see them turn off the faucet so quickly yeah well and you know when when they were starting it right like a mario run came out before the switch yeah so like it was bef- well, they were still in effectively the Wii U era um, and trying to like make sense of that. And, you know, like they were setting up this other pillar 
and then you know a couple months later or maybe even like a year or so later when like the uh mainstream success of the switch became apparent and then now in a post animal crossing world that they're like well like is this really a dragon that we need to chase at this moment we can keep like pursuing it casually or like at a, at a pace that makes sense but they don't need to invest so heavily in uh making a ton of new games for mobile yeah and you know the nintendo situation and kind of their strategy has um developed a lot since you know that 2016 like end of the wii u era on the cusp of the switch um i'm sure this was all in the works during that time but you know we've started to see their ip collaborations with lego and you know different companies become more regular and Super Nintendo World and their relationship with like yeah, Universal yeah, theme parks, yeah. like so, their stated goal of expanding the way that people interact with their IP has definitely started taking off in a way that wasn't true in uh you know like when they were ramping up mobile games, and so maybe they don't feel like even if we don't have we don't invest aggressively into mobile games, if times get lean with video games, we will still have these other revenue streams that we didn't have before. Yeah, yeah, and and you know if. The stated goal of either putting Nintendo games on mobile or, you know, making a Mario movie or having a Mario theme park is to have like other avenues to like get people into the games. Um, I guess it doesn't matter and drive them back to uh, the Switch or whatever the console is at the time. I guess it doesn't matter if it's a movie or a TV show or a mobile game. Like they all serve sort of the same function to drive people back to the, the main product. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Well, speaking of those like collaborations with outside companies, sneaker and apparel company Puma has announced a partnership with Nintendo for a series of Animal Crossing related products. And the ones that they've shown off right now are a pair of New Horizons sneakers and a hoodie with villager faces on it. Presumably more will be revealed in advance of their September 18th release. But what's there looks pretty cute. I yeah I like both of these articles of the shoes are really nice. Um, they I I don't remember if they have like any animal cross. They must have like some uh, iconography on them, but it is mostly in like the colors and fabrics uh, that and materials that feel like Animal Crossing. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, specifically New Horizons. Like the yes. colors are very much you know what we saw from the. Um, the special edition Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Uh, that kind of like beige and the blue and the green. They're really yeah. fun. But but like you're saying, like there is a little bit of like Animal Crossing specific detailing on it. And then the um the hoodie I think is more apparently Animal Crossing, just in the fact that it's like villager spaces on it. But unless people are are familiar with Animal Crossing, they would probably just think that it's a bunch of cute animals. So yeah. it'll be it'll be fun to see what else they have um, coming from this. Well, it's like a cute, like sort of understated version of uh, a bunch of villager faces, right? Like it's it's simple line drawings of yes. of their mm-hmm. faces, sort of like side by side. Um, which, so it's just like a brown outline of them, um, which is like you know that that's the kind of thing that I want from uh, Nintendo apparel. Like I don't want a big dumb face on the front of it. I want like lots of little faces or something that resembles like a pattern or, you know, and also it's a hoodie. Come on. That's like, I'm going to want to wear that anyway. (laughs) But yeah, no, I completely agree. My dream Nintendo apparel is like something that from like, unless you really look at it, like look at the detailing, you don't know that it's like Nintendo specific. It just looks like a cool like shirt or shoes or whatever. 
And then when you like get up close, and if you're familiar with the thing, you're like, oh yeah, those are like the items from Animal Crossing. Yeah. Uh, finally, we're of course both anticipating and dreading the upcoming Super Mario Brothers animated movie in equal measure. The project is still shrouded in mystery. I think all we know is that it's being created by Illumination Entertainment, scheduled for release in 2022. And we now know that a character named Spike, who's Mario's like boss or a foreman of some kind, is in the movie. At least right now, maybe when that comedian who's voicing him started talking, Nintendo's like, all right, Spike is out of the movie. Um, but we did learn something new this week. According to the LinkedIn profile of an animator working on the film, as discovered by Twitter user at MeVans2703, we learn it's being directed by Teen Titans Go producers Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelinek. Okay, now that's interesting. Um, I know just because someone was a producer on something doesn't necessarily mean that they were like a, a, a driving creative voice on it. Um, and, you know, the move from producer to director... I don't know. It, it feels like uh, this almost tells us nothing. I liked Team. I liked Team Titans Go, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know what this tells us. <laughs> no, that I I I feel like it. Just like with everything else, um, that we've learned in quotes about the Super Mario Brothers movie, it, it doesn't really tell us anything. We still have no. I mean, the nagging question persists: Is Mario going to talk, and who is going to voice him? Oh my him? god! Oh my god! I uh. And I mean, he's an Al Pacino. <laughs> hoo <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff. We appreciate it when you do. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Also, our Switch friend codes are still in the uh, description of every episode. So uh, add us as friends on your Nintendo Switch. Uh, I like uh, accepting those requests and seeing what everyone is playing. It helps me feel like I'm still connected to someone or something. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying goodbye, Travis. Goodbye, no more heroes. Goodbye, fleeting moments and days. And thank you for listening. Hey, Oscar, Rachel, do you like Disney movies? Yeah! Yeah! Have you seen all of them? Yeah, we saw all the Disney animated movies. And we saw all the Pixar animated movies, too. How about the DCOMs? What? What? The Disney Channel original movies. You should listen to our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault, because we are watching all of them in chronological order. Yeah, and we do fun segments, like we cast each other. That's right, and my favorite segment, Zaddy Watch, where we rank every single DCOM daddy. Ooh, you can listen to all this fun stuff on our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, guys, let's get back in the vault. It's cold out here. Campfire.